I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're on this Monday episode. We'll break down their 24-17 win over the Rams. And if this team is turning a corner, the progress we saw on offense and on defense, all that here and more on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America and the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. More on them later. But Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's a victory Monday here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. And boy, what a win that was. 24-17, the Steelers come out on top. They proved me wrong. I picked the Rams. I'm an idiot. Guess what? The Steelers delivering in a big way. And we got to talk about a lot of different aspects of this, but I got to lead with the offense. This offense did struggle in the first half. It looked very much the first thing. That's the same thing that you saw. In the you know through most of the season, the first five games, but in the second half, they turned it on. It wasn't just the fourth quarter, and mostly was the fourth quarter, but they found ways. They scored on all three of their red zone drives. They had five drives in the second half. Three of them were touchdowns. One of them was a punt, and the other one was a drive where they got enough enough first downs to run out the clock. That's four drives that you won out of five and a half. That's the best ratio we've seen for the Steelers all season. That's huge. Kenny Pickett, by the way, in the fourth quarter, seven of seven for 138 yards through the air. Whatever it was that he figured it out, he figured out in the clutch moments. The offensive line got some serious push in the fourth quarter. The running backs for the Steelers, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, who both I thought had great games. They combined for 11 carries, 52 yards. That's 4.7 yards per carry, both having rushing touchdowns. The Steelers had no rushing touchdowns coming into this game. Then with Kenny Pickett's quarterback sneak touchdown, they, they get the Steelers three. And with all of this, you saw rhythm. You saw good decisions from Kenny Pickett. You saw building off of success that they had. You also saw the, the balance that Deontay Johnson can bring to the Steelers' offense. He didn't have monster numbers, but five catches for 79 yards across from Pickens, who had five catches for 107 yards. Now, this offense has two legitimate receivers. Calvin Austin is a threat, but he's developing this chemistry with Kenny Pickett. That's going to take time. But George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, both of those guys, can be leaders as receivers. And when they're both on the field at the same time, defenses have to honor both of them, and it makes it that much harder to focus on one. And that's huge for, for the Steelers' offense. And you saw the benefits of it when it started to all click in the second half. I think there's there's a lot that could be said about this, about this offense. Um, one thing I got to say, and this was something you guys heard me banging the drum about this all last week. And that was Broderick Jones needs to start. And maybe Broderick Jones still does. I, I think that he has played, played phenomenally against the Ravens, and he looked really sharp. But Dan Moore Jr. looked pretty good in this one, too. They limited Aaron Donald. He didn't disrupt the game. I think he had one official pressure um, on, on the game. But in this game, he had four tackles, no sacks. You'll take that every time you face Aaron Donald. 
And especially in that second second half and especially in that fourth quarter, you saw a real push from this offensive line. Mason Cole blocking his butt off. Isaac Sayamalu blocking his butt off. Dan Moore Jr., they had him pulling into the A-gap, a trap red play where he went up and got up a linebacker. And that gave Najee Harris a big crease to get up. It was an eight-yard gain on that play. James Daniels coming out of cleanup. Connor Hayward blocking well. Chooks core four. I think he might have been the weak link of the game on the offensive line. But still, as a, as a unit, they performed exactly what you wanted to do in the second half. You saw them running downhill when the game was on the line, when they needed to, to get tough yards to, to extend that last drive. Huge from this offense. They possessed the football. They made it so that the Steelers' defense didn't have to keep getting back out there and keep get, get, getting back out there. That's what you want to see from this team. They don't need to be a 30-point offense team every week when they figure it out eventually, but they need to be an offense that possesses the football and is efficient, and you saw that efficiency in this game. As for Matt Canada, I don't think there was too much different in this game. There were wrinkles that were different. I thought some of the run concepts leaned a little bit more into power, though there were some good zone blocking from the Steelers that I was like, oh, zone, here it comes. Oh, wow, they actually blocked it well. But there were plays like the play with the trap where Dan Moore Jr. pulled up into a gap and and you and used his momentum to be a big blocker there. There was there was more chemistry with that. I thought that was well. But in the passing concepts, I think the biggest difference was when you have Johnson and Pickens, it allows you to do a little bit more. And that opened things up for Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett struggled early on, but figured it out. And the question really is, it, can Kenny Pickett start to figure things out a little bit sooner? We asked this question at the end of the Ravens game. It was a very similar thing. The Steelers offense, non-existent. Fourth quarter, all of a sudden, wham, they turn it on just when you need them to. This game, very similar. Though, again, they at least were able to figure things out. Najee Harris uh, right after the T.J. Watt interception. And we'll get to T.J. in the, in the defense in the, in the next segment. But you saw Najee Harris on that second down play after the interception, catching a ball on the sideline, tiptoes, jumps over defender, gets down to the one, puts the Steelers in position so the quarterback sneak is all they need to get into the end zone. A huge play that I think gets not looked at as hard because it didn't get you know 30 yards or something like that. But big moments. Jalen Warren, I thought the first couple drives of the game, he looked really, you know, he, he didn't look like himself, missed a couple blocks, wasn't, you know, wasn't running too well. Then, and I said, and I tweeted out during the game, I was like, he'll figure this out. And sure enough, he did because he was huge for the Steelers down the stretch. He also had a really great touchdown run and some really good plays. Also, even started picking up the blitzers again, like the way we've seen him do for most of his, most of his uh, short career so far. All in all, this wasn't a great offensive game still. You know, 24 points. Best output we've seen from them. They did a really good job there. But there were signs of this young offense that's still trying to figure out what it can do consistently that maybe there's some things to build off of, especially some of those quicker passes. You saw the Johnson and Pickens where the defense kind of gave them some space. Pickett went right after it, and he was able to get easy yards there. And that's something we've talked about. Alan Saunders from SteelersNow.com for the past several weeks. Can the Steelers engineer easy yards in this offense? It's great to have those back shoulder passes. And you saw it, and you saw it go to work with Pickett and Pickens in this game. But if you can add in regular passes that are over the middle, some slant patterns, some inside seams that are easier throws, it's going to make defenses hate you so much because then they're going to have to worry about those and the back shoulder passes. And you see and you see when they get them going, they are they are really tough to stop. And then when you mix that in with a run game that's starting to push you off the line, you're finding lots of answers. And I think that's what the Steelers offense is doing right now. They were able to find answers late in this game. Now, again, not everything was, was, was a complete performance here. 
still want to have better, better overall. I think, you know, Pickett, as he keeps growing, you want him to distribute the football a little bit more evenly. Maybe some actual looks to his tight ends. Darnell Washington, Connor Hayward, though Hayward did have two catches for 23 yards. But this, to me, was a very good building block. And when I look back, this is now, I'd say, out of the Steelers' last five games since the Niners game, four of those five games, the offense has taken step forwards. The, the Browns game was a step forward from the Niners game. The Raiders game was a step forward from the Browns game. Uh, the uh, Ravens game was a step forward from the Texans game. And this game was a step forward from all of them. And they still have a long way to go. To make, make no mistake, I am not saying this Steelers offense has arrived or anything like that. But a win like this, with the way that the Steelers offense was able to perform, that's something you can keep building on. That's a confidence builder. It's a win. You're four and two. So much to build off of in this game from all parts. And the, and the defense is included in that. I know the defense wasn't completely overly dominant for the entire game, but they were a huge part in this. And I'll explain why, because they countered Sean, or Mc, Sean McVay's attempted counter punch. You'll see what I mean by that in the next segment here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We got so much to, to discuss in this game uh, and this huge win that set the Steelers up with a 4-2 and two record going into their next week game. But again, more on the defense. First, let's get these messages in. Reminder, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping your lineup for big, for a big start or searching the waiver wire, Vinny will provide you with players all week long that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So with the season underway, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Vinny has has suggested that you look at Texans rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, who, who has been on point as a pocket passer early this season, racking up fantasy points with his passing while limiting the damage. Through six games, he has only one interception to go with his nine touchdown passes. He's averaged just two, just under 277 passing yards per game. And in week eight, he draws a shaky Panthers pass defense that's fallen apart in recent weeks after facing bad QBs early. The Panthers have few answers for his key weapons and coverage, and Stroud will be comfortable to pick them apart from another strong fantasy passing performance. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you get over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly, air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part your vehicle needs the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up from for success from the get-go. With eBay's guaranteed fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion of the Steelers' 24-17 win on this victory Monday over the Los Angeles Rams. So, a few things to go over here. One, Joey Porter Jr., sure needs tackling work, needs to get better there, but that kid balled out. 
I believe he was targeted twice in this game and both led to incompletions. I may be off there. I haven't gone over and charted everything. I'm just going off of what I remember in my instant analysis and breaking things down. We'll have more time uh, on the Tuesday episode to go over everything when we do our grades. But I thought Joey Porter Jr. in consistently in place gave you really good man-to-man coverage, gave you some real answers for the, for this def- for this for this defense and I thought there were some really good things you saw from him. And I think he's showing you and the Steelers, the Steelers showed you they're they're putting him in the lineup. It's not a question anymore. He's a starter. They're using him all game long. That part's out. Broderick Jones, still a question. We'll see how that progresses with Dan Warren, the way that he plays and the way the offensive line looks. But Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, they're in the defense and they're getting their chances to play and they're earning their chances to play because they're both playing well. TJ Watt, interception, huge. Steps up the way that TJ Watt does with this team. And I think it's actually really impressive how they got this done because this goes back to what I was talking about going into this game as to why I think that Sean McVay might have an edge on the Steelers. And if you look at this, TJ Watts interception was a huge play, flipped the game around, gave the Steelers a short field, switched up the energy from the end of the first half to the Steelers having a chance in the start of the second half. But you look at his stats, one tackle, Alex Highsmith, two tackles. And what did I say that Sean McVay was going to try to do in this game? He was trying to going to try to get the ball out of Matt Stafford's hands. And if he was going to let Matt Stafford throw deep, he was probably going to try everything he could do to make sure those two guys would not beat him. And that plan worked too on that singular effect. Alex Highsmith didn't take over the game. TJ Watt, his only play that he took over the game with was an interception where he dropped back, read the eyes of Matt Stafford, and jumped the pass. By the way, shout out to our guy Doug from Locked On Rams. He brought this up during the show on Thursday. You can go back and watch it when he said this, but he said Stafford's biggest weakness is that he sometimes locks in too much on Cooper Cup. And on that play, he did. T.J. Watt read it, picked it off. Great play on his part. But again, on the pass rushing aspect, the Rams did everything they could. Now, granted, they got away with a lot of holding penalties that they did not call. I think the two were called early, and then they just referees just forgot what holding was. But um, you could see there was a concerted effort from the Rams to counter the Steelers' best aspect of their team, which is their edge rushing depth. And when you see it, they combined for three tackles, no quarterback hits, no sacks. You ask me, in most games, that's going to lead to big problems. But the Steelers' defense found a way to negate that for several reasons. One, they got some help from other guys getting pressure. Uh, uh, Nick Nick Herbig getting a huge sack in this game. Coming, coming off, it was his first of his career. Looks like his get off is still there. He's he's still developing. Good job by him. Larry Ogunjobi also finds a way to get the sack. But also the help from across the defense to make things a little bit cleaner. But the linebackers, big help there. Quan Alexander, Cole Holcomb. There were certainly some runs that they could have been better on. Better on, but they I thought they handled their job very well there. Uh, Montrevious Adams. I thought this was the best that he had looked all season. Got some real push on some of those plays there. Um, Cole Holcomb had eight tackles, uh, Neil, Neil four, KZ seven, Montrevious Adams four, Ogan Joby four, Patrick Peterson also with three. And he was a guy who was, you know, kind of fitting his way into uh, the, the interior of the Steelers defense. So you saw them moving him around a little bit more. That was helping. And I think that the Steelers, they're finding their chemistry there, but also I got to say, didn't create a turnover, but, Nick Fitzpatrick's moving around was an asset in this game. He had 11 tackles, and that may seem like nothing. But 
there were a lot of plays where he was in the box and he was helping stuff the run. He was helping sniff out plays. He was helping disrupt things that could have given the Rams an easy edge to get some, some easy yards at times. I think he did a really good job with that. And so as a unit, the defense with the Rams trying to counter what they do best by using their edge rushers to be the big playmakers, they collectively countered the Rams trying to take away the, the edge rushers, which is exactly what the Texans did. And that, that's what the Texans did. And that's what messed up the Steelers off the Steelers defense in that game. And to me, if the Steelers are able to do that consistently and listen, the Rams aren't one of the best teams in the NFL or anything like that, but Matt Stafford's still a smart and a good quarterback. You saw it with some of the plays that he made in this game. He can still put it there. They have a talented receiving course. Yes, they were down to some backup running backs, but that's a that's a talent that's a talented team still with a good coach and a good situation set up for them. But the Steelers defense found a way to counterpunch that attempt there. They found a way to, their their linebackers played better. Their interior defensive linemen played better. Keanu Benton also two quarterback hits on the in in this game didn't get a tackle, but he was registering some pressure. And again, Joey Porter Jr. contributing. I think collectively, you saw this Steelers defense, whereas the offense, I think they took some, some steps forward. I think the defense took a step forward, and particularly, again, because they didn't win the conventional way. Yes, they allowed two touchdowns in this game, but they held an opponent to under 20 points again. That's the Steelers' formula. And imagine if the Steelers' offense had possessed the ball in the, in the first half the way they did in the second half. This game would have been close. Because that first touchdown never happens because the Rams wouldn't have had the time with the, with the ball that, that late. And they wouldn't have, have had that many tries with the ball in the first place. I said at the end of the first half, and people were like, oh, we were, you know, Steelers fans who get very miserable when, when things aren't going the Steelers' way in a game. They were like, I, I said this. I was like, hey, the defensive game plan is there. Offense just has to start get going, and this game can turn, can turn the corner for them. People were like, oh, the defense. What do you mean the defense game plan is working? Well, Offense turned it on the second half. Look what the defense did. Really good play on their part. And on both parts. And that's complimentary football. That's the stuff Mike Tomlin's been talking about. Offense gets points. Defense gets a stop. Offense gets more points. And then all of a sudden, you got some rhythm. And again, you go to that, you go to that second half. For the offense, it was touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown, end of the game. For the defense, it was an interception. Did allow a touchdown on a third down. They got to stop. I still haven't seen the angle that shows T.J. Watt was offsides. I, they didn't show it. I rewound it. I didn't see it. Maybe there's an angle that shows it better than what I saw. I don't know. But that that all their one touchdown drive in the second half was spurred by a terrible call. So for and for anyone out there that says that Kenny Pickett didn't get it on that fourth down, I point right to those seven points that were awarded on what I thought was a very favorable call for the Rams in that situation. So interception, touchdown on that on that drive, missed field goal, punt, punt. Defense building with the offense in the second half. There's potential on this team to do things like that. And again, for the defense doing this in a game where the Rams, they, they did what they wanted to do schematically. They limited the edge rushers, but the other guy stepped up for the Steelers defense. And if the Steelers defense can start doing that when teams do focus on on just taking away the outside linebackers and they start making even more plays and maybe some more splash plays from some of these other guys, man, watch out. Because that brings us to who I think the Steelers can actually be when they start clicking. 
We'll get to that on the other side of the break here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, on a Victory Monday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We still got a lot to talk about. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. As the NFL season is well underway, there are several incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So right now, new customers can get uh, can, can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed right now if they uh, if they bet $5. And that's, that's $200 back in bonus bets whether you win or lose. Huge, that, that's a huge opportunity for you right now on FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will also get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from plot from, from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and, and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. Let's talk about. Let's take a step back from this game and talk about where the Steelers are right now, and just who they could be when they get to where they want to be. Because I don't think the Steelers are where they want to be right now. They are still building in a lot of ways. But one, their record, they're four and two. They're second place in the AFC North. They're a half game back on the Ravens, who looked great in their win over uh, the Lions. And I think that kind of shows how more how much more impressive the Steelers were in what they were able to do to beat the Ravens. They're fifth place in the AFC right now. Only one conference loss, and that's to Houston, who right now is the eighth seed. They're still not even playing their best football on either side. But again, the offense has shown progress in four out of their last five games. Four out of their last five games. The defense has shown now they can win multiple ways. It's not just depending on the edge rushers. They're having other ways to beat you. The offensive line is getting better, both in pass protection and in run blocking. Pickett is getting better. He's seeing the field. He's developing a rhythm. He's finding Deontay Johnson. It's a big plays in this game. If they can get that sooner, it get, lets them be more complete team. The run game being more of a factor late. Can it be more of a factor throughout the entire game? Again, if, if they can replicate some of the things that they are creating, and again, the stuff they did in the second half against the Ravens, they started running the ball more, some of the big passes Kenny Pickett had. You saw what that Ravens defense did to a Lions offense that everyone was starting to say, maybe that's one of the best offenses in the league. And they dismantled them. And the Steelers found a way to beat that team. I think that this is still a team that if they possess the football, they play 60 minutes of solid offense. Doesn't have to be great offense, but solid offense. I think you then have to ask, what can the defense do in that point? Because imagine if, and one thing I always say, when we talk about the importance of possessing the football, keeping the keeping the football for longer, limiting how many times the defense has to be on the field. The defense saw the field twice in the fourth quarter in this game. They forced two punts and that was it. And when you do that, you get you get less opportunities for the for the opposing offense to figure out what you're doing to try to keep them confused. And imagine if that's the case in the first half before they allow that touchdown. Imagine if on the Steelers' last real offensive possession, they get more than just one first down. 
if they do that, they probably they, they give them, they give the Rams less time. Who knows? They might get points and they might throw off the Rams entirely. And if they do that against more of their opponents, I think the Steelers put themselves in a much better chance to win a lot of these games and winning with the style of football that this team is designed to play. Putting teams behind you with a lead, letting and and so and making it so that they're going to have to hold on to the ball and they can't always just hold on to the ball and call Max protect the way the Rams did to protect their quarterback from TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. I think if the if the Steelers keep building, if they keep finding ways to grow on defense and offense the way that they are. Again, there's a lot of aspects of this team that are still coming together. This team is not set in stone with who they are. This isn't a bunch of old guys who've been around for 10 years together. This is is a bunch of young guys on offense, a bunch of young guys and some new vets on defense who are figuring out how to play together in the best ways, and they are gelling. They are coming together. And if they continue to do that, the offense gets a little bit more solid, a little bit more points, a little more possessing the football. The defense getting, you know, is able to stuff the run a little bit better. Still, still were some scary moments with that in this game. But if they can figure out how to do that better and the offense is making them have to go out there a little bit less, I think that puts this, this team in a really good position to battle with every single team that is left on its schedule. And who knows? Maybe the Steelers could finally win a game where they're not sweating until the late fourth quarter. And that's now a Steelers team that has won eight out of their last 10 games. 10 out of their last 13 games. And listen, opponents, matchups, all that, I get it. But you win the games that are in front of you, and the Steelers have done that the majority of the way the last several games that they've played. And again, they're still a team that I think is still building, still finding something, still fighting to, to, to be a team that can win in multiple ways consistently. I think that there's so many things that are that are positive for this Steelers team. And yes, there are negatives. The offense could get better. Kenny Pickett could start his stuff sooner. The offensive line can sharpen things up. The run game could be a more consistent presence. The run defense can be a lot better. Uh, you know, you could get more turnovers and interceptions on defense. Fine, all of that. But this is a team that's finding ways to win, and they're still not playing their best football. And, and again, they're four and two, second in the division, with two and zero oh in the division already. And they're building each week. And Mike Tomlin, for all the blame he gets, and I've even said on the show, he deserves blame. The, the Texans lost, the Niners lost, both things. I think we're on him for certain things that the Steelers should have been more prepared for, to, to face in those games. But if you're going to criticize him on those, you got to give him credit on these. And this, this Steelers win, I think that was a Mike Tomlin win. And it goes back to the clip that I played for you all when he kind of reacted a little harshly to my point about the Steelers receiving yards that they've allowed to wide receivers this year. When I said that they had the the eighth most receiving yards to receivers this season. And in this game, that number probably went up a little bit because Puka Nakua went ballistic. Eight catches, 154 yards. But Cooper Cup, seven targets, two catches, 29 yards. They took him 
out of the game. One of the num- one of the best receivers in the game, maybe the best receiver in the game. No, it's Tyreek Hill. But still, you know, you get what my point is. But you took him out of the game and you found ways to win. And so Puka Nakua's yards, great. Have at him. It didn't kill the Steelers. And the defense only allowed two touchdowns in this game. One of them was on a crazy play at the end of the first half where Levi Wallace just lost his man on a play. It wasn't a concerted drive that was pushed all the way out of the field. And the other drive came on a play, came off of a play that was a gift from the officials that kept their drive alive. I think the Steelers are the Steelers defense. They are figuring some things out. And to Mike Tomlin's point, when he was when he his point, when I brought up the eight receiving yards, and he said, I'm focused on winning. I'm not focused on those stats. And wins like this, with numbers like those, kind of prove his point. And why he reacted to my question the way he did. So again, I'm not saying Mike Tomlin is the GOAT. I'm not saying that he's figured everything out and everything's great right now for the Steelers. But if you're going to blame them for the faults, you got to give them credits for the positives. Because this Steelers team came out and played and earned that win against the Los Angeles Rams. We have a lot more to evaluate. I'm going to look at the All-22. We'll get to our stars and skull grades on Tuesday. We'll have a lot going on there. Hope to have Alan Saunders from SteelersNow.com uh, seeing if he's traveling back from Los Angeles. We'll see when he gets back. But we still have so much to break down this week on this win and getting you set up for the big Jaguars game this weekend. Another really big opponent, a division-leading opponent in the Jaguars. So much to, fa- to talk about this day. But, hey, Steelers fans, revel in it. Your team is 4-2. and two. They're coming off back-to-back wins in big ways. And they looked pretty good doing it. Have a good Monday, y'all. We'll see you Tuesday here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find me here Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting network, the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, and talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers every day because we're your team every day, whether it's on your favorite podcasting apps or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this channel for all our daily episodes. See you Tuesday on the Stars and Skull Grays episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast.